Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today's episode has been sponsored by Jay McLaughlin. Jay McLaughlin is a timeless lifestyle brand with incredible style and a spirit of connection. I am obsessed with Jay McLaughlin and have been so honored that they are sponsoring my Zivyverse tour. It just so happens that the tour goes to so many communities and areas of the country that have Jay McLaughlin stores. And I love that the brand is philanthropic through Jay McLaughlin's local and loyal programming, host store events to give back to organizations that are meaningful to Jay McLaughlin's local communities. I also love the fact that the clothes are just so chic. They make me feel polished and modern, and the best part is that most of the line comes in fabrics that don't wrinkle. I especially love the dresses, the cashmere sweaters, the other sweaters. You'll see them all over my Instagram. I typically tag at McLaughlin, and so you can check it out. It is absolutely one of my favorite brands, and I am over the moon excited to be working with them. In fact, I want to share the love with all of you. Jay McLaughlin is giving 20% off new customers and listeners of my podcast with special code ZIBBY20, capital Z-I-B-B-Y 20. That's 20% off for new customers and listeners of the podcast with special code capital Z-ZIBBY20. Take advantage of it today. My favorites are this white, open, long cashmere sweater that I've been wearing on every flight that I've taken on this tour. I have a blue with light blue horizontal striped sweater, several dresses I even wore on Corning America. Check it out. Jay McLaughlin. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. And definitely check out those shows as well. 
Marcy Dermansky is the author of Hurricane Girl, a novel. Marcy is the author of the critically acclaimed novels Very Nice, The Red Car, Bad Marie, and Twins. She has received fellowships from the McDowell Colony and the Edward F. Albee Foundation. She lives with her daughter in Montclair, New Jersey, and she was formerly on this podcast for Very Nice, so you can go back and listen to that one as well. Welcome, Marcy. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Hurricane Girl. Thanks, Sibby. I'm so happy to be here. We're, yeah. yeah. You're here. We're here. Oh, you're here. Spirit. We're all yeah. happy. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> As you know, when I finished reading this book in the middle of the night, because I could not put it down, I posted about it right away because I was like, oh my gosh. And I wasn't expecting the ending. And I just, the whole thing was like such a wonder. I felt like I had just watched this totally gripping movie and left the theater and like wanting to like find people around me to talk to. <laughs> Luckily yeah. I got some on Instagram, but you know. Anyway. It was really, it was so exciting to read it. I'm always so thrilled. Like when people have such a reaction to my books, it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. So thank you too. Sure, yeah. no, of course. It was <laughs> yeah. great. Um, okay. Why don't you tell listeners what Hurricane Girl is about? Oh my gosh, I had to prepare this. Hurricane Girl is about a woman who kind of is at a crossroads in her life. She's only 32 years old and she really impulsively buys a beach house on foreclosure, moves there, eats turkey sandwiches, goes swimming <laughs> in the ocean, and a week later, um, a hurricane blows it down. And boom, she's got to replan her whole life. And from there, the problem I have to say about telling about this book is it's all spoilers. Like the next yeah. thing that happens to her, it's supposed to be shocking. But yep. But she does fall in love with a man and we don't know if it's because she loves him or because he's a swimming pool. There's lots of little quirky quirky elements that I just like loaded this book with because I was just having fun while I was writing like pools and cats and and turkey sandwiches. So yeah. So your last book, Very Nice, was one of the coolest covers in that it looked just like a swimming pool. And I have my, I still have my Very Nice hat, which I wear. Oh, that's awesome. I wear it sometimes still. Right? It's so cool. So, and this, of course, I was kind of like chuckling to myself. I'm like, okay, we're back at a pool again here. Like, I know. So you must love, tell me about how much you love pools, why pools are an important thing or why you like to write about them so much. You know, I mean, I'll just tell you one thing. There's a writer that I love, um, Japanese writer Haruki Murakami. And there's actually like a Haruki Murakami bingo game because it's like drink if he puts in somebody drinking whiskey, drink if somebody is listening to jazz. It's just like he repeats himself constantly. And as I write more and more books, I find myself just repeating certain elements like swimming pools and sandwiches. And I have sea lions in two books. And I just thought, well, if he can do it. I can do it. And I don't know if that really works, but it worked, it worked for me. And, and I think about swimming pools and, and swimming. I went, I went swimming yesterday, which was like the last official day of summer in, 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 in the East coast. Is there something to me about being underwater and, and being weightless and, and just how good it, it makes me feel. And so I've just started putting it into my books. And sometimes I feel like when I meet other swimmers that, that they're kindred spirits for me and not everybody likes to swim. So I have to start being more respectful of people who don't, but it's just, it's just like, if you want like an instant happiness pill, I feel like going underwater. So if it has to be, if I have to take a shower or a bath, like that can even suffice, but pools are just so pretty. I feel like, and they're just so different and interesting. So I have real pool envy, you know, I compare them. It's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I do agree. And in fact, I tell my kids this sometimes, like when they're inconsolable or something's happening to one of my teenagers or whatever, I'm like, Taking a shower will change your mood faster yeah, than really anything does. else. I mean, reading also, I think picking up a good book, if you are the type who can like throw yourself in and like get immersed immediately, which yeah. I like, which I am, which is great. But yeah, but a shower is just like fresh start, like 
something resets. So totally. elemental, right? I don't yeah. know. So where do you swim? Where do I swim? <laughs> Unfortunately, right now, right now, I think I, I don't have anywhere to swim because it turned <laughs> off. I mean, I just swim like I have friends, I have pools, I belong to a public pool in Montclair, New Jersey, which is where I live. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with things not fancy. I have fancy friends with fancy pools. I put them into my books. I love the ocean. And I used to belong to the YMCA and, and right now, just with COVID and just, just, I really prefer to swim outdoors anyway. I yeah. kind of take a break between the fall and the winter. And then I have a friend in spring who lets me swim in her backyard pool. So I, I'm hooked up for, for yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you like to swim as a girl too? Like, is this a lifelong passion or did I you? I think it, it is a lifelong passion, but I was a lifeguard in, in high school. And that's really what, what started me was like laps and like just really loving it was getting that job. And until then I was, I was actually the kid and I always used to look at adults and think, wow, they're so boring. They just go back and forth. <laughs> I was really disdainful of them. But then once I, once I, once I started swimming laps and I think that wasn't my temperament as a kid, but I've always swam. I had a pool in my backyard growing up. It's always just been been part of my existence. And my daughter right now is taking a swim class. I'm trying to put her on the lifeguard track. I'm like, you're going to want a job one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was in Montclair, New Jersey last year for the Montclair Literary Festival. Oh, right. That was, you were in the morning and I didn't get to come see yeah. you. And I no, thought, no, I'm not trying to shame you or anything. <laughs> you did not have to come. Sorry. But it's a, it's a nice little community, I feel. It is. It's really yeah. nice. It's like pouring rain, which it also is oh. today, coincidentally. But yeah, yeah that's too. my memory of Montclair, New Jersey. I know. It was so unfortunate because it's like such a nice outdoor festival and tents and yeah. Next time. Next time. Okay. So tell me about what happened after Very Nice came out and this book when did you, like, was this book in the works when that was coming out already? Or when did you start this? I love, you it know, like, it feels like it's one, like you sat down and just did it. Do you know, like, but I'm sure that is not true. No, that's not true at all. Part of my process, I hate my process as a writer. Maybe you're doing so many projects right now is I'm almost always, unfortunately, I have to finish a book and not only finish a book, but the book comes out. And then I don't start a new book. Like I want to be a writer that's always writing. And, and I'm not. I'm always writing when I'm working on a novel. And when I'm not working on a novel, I'm just really unhappy because I'm not <laughs> working on a novel. So, and I know like I should learn from that. But right now, by the way, I, I've been writing this whole past year, but nothing has clicked. Like I feel like a novel, at least, it's such important material. It's like over a year of your life, just the first draft. Or It's a long, it doesn't have to be. Kevin Wilson writes books fast. But it takes a lot of time. And so I started working on a book I didn't like. And so I just put that aside. And so it's just coincidental, I think, about how Hurricane Girl feels like an extension of Very Nice. And, and it's nice how that happened. Um, what, what some people have said to me is that Hurricane Girl seems a little bit more like some of my previous books, like it's being compared to like The Red Car or to Bad Marie. And I think it's as simple as that's because it's a female narrator and it's just one voice. And, and Very Nice was, was a really fun, fun, fun book for me to write because it had five different points of view and they actually had some male points of view. And I tend to, to write a lot more about women. And so that was almost like going back to what I'm known for, but I don't plan things when I write. Nothing's planned so that these elements overlap. It's just not surprising, but also not planned. So tell me what a day or a year looks like when you're working on a book that's not working. Like, What does that work day look look like for you? Or it's the same as a book that is working, I guess, right? It's the same process. I mean, I just... Like yesterday, by the way, I'm just segueing. I went to the beach. And here's one of the things I love about, about working for myself is that 
like things aren't working for me creatively right now. So I'm like, well, instead of struggling, I'm just going to take a day off and I'm going to really enjoy myself. And I love that about my life, my lifestyle and not and having that flexibility. But in general, I've kind of always made it so that my daughter, you know, has school hours and her school hours are my working hours, which is which is pretty tight because, you know, like we're saying like eight, eight to three thirty, if you want to also like buy groceries and do all the other things that, that working parents do. It's, it's, it's a lot, but I tend to like to write first thing in the morning. So on a good day when I'm, when I'm really going, which is going to start, it's going to start, my good days are going to start in three days. I just made that up. Um, I just, you know, I get her off to school. I make a second pot of coffee. I make coffee when she wakes up. Then I make coffee again. I love to write first thing in the day because then like by 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you're, you're virtuous. It's just like, Oh my God, I've written, I'm happy when I'm writing and I'm happy when I have written. Like, I feel like it's a really enjoyable place to be. Like, I love writing. Like, I love making things up. But if I do that early in the day, then I don't have to worry all day long that I haven't written. Mm. And so that's, that's, that's my, that's my preferred way to be. Interesting. I tried, um, I went to dinner with a few women authors and I was in at the Toronto Film Festival and they were really, they really sold me hard on this idea of waking up and sort of in your still dream life, half awake state, like getting going then. And so the next morning I was like, all right, fine. Why don't I just try this? Yeah. So my, I was in a hotel room with my husband. I was like, well, I don't want to wake him up. So I try to do this in the dark. And I like take my computer and I try to open it up and I accidentally knock over the glass that like the hotels put there. Next thing you know, there's like shattering glass everywhere. Of course he's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm trying to write. I don't know. I heard this might be helpful, (laughs) which it wasn't. And I was like, I can't, I personally need to wake up a little more first. I need coffee and time before I can do anything. Broken glass is just the worst, by the way, because it is, it is, it's like impossible to get rid of. And so, and I've cut my foot so many times on broken glass that I've broken, but even like, I think it's just like, you have to live alone, I think, to have that be your writing method because Mm. yeah, what are you going to do with your kids? You have to wake up before they go to school, right? Well, that's what they were saying. They said, wake up like at five and my kids. Don't forget that. No, I I don't mind the early wake-ups. I do already wake up early, but it's, it was something like, but it's usually with them and I don't know. Anyway, I I guess Five, I'm dead by three o'clock in the afternoon. So it's just, yeah, but I'm glad it works for them. Yeah, I'm glad it works yeah, for them. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm always willing to try. Yeah, sure. Try something. You tried it hard. Like you failed, you failed in a good way. It like made it really I did. Hard. I did. Yeah. They were like, try again when you're not at a hotel. And I was yeah. like, okay, fine. But no, I don't know. No. I give you my permission. But I'll find something better, maybe. Yeah. Like this. I I have to say, since I've been on, since I've been trying to write this novel that I'm doing that's due in March, I have gotten so much other stuff done in procrastination. I have never been so efficient. Like I've ordered all my holiday cards, holiday gifts. I've cleaned out. Like I, to not do that, I've done, I've started companies. So That's, I don't know. Yeah, you just started a magazine. I, I was just dumbfounded. I was like, how, how did you do that? Like, because I know. Yeah. yeah. I feel like novels. You have to write for us. I would love to write for you, honestly. Please so that, do. Yeah. That would be okay. amazing. That's exciting. A new opportunity. There you go. Novels, by the way, I think the best thing to do when I'm in a novel is there. It's easier for me not to procrastinate when I'm really in a project because rather than buy things and clean up. What I like to do is I like to open the file and go backwards. I like to write, to go back and read what I've done the day before or even the week before, because it's always easy to fix things and then it's easy to move forward. But I feel like with a novel, I'm never starting on the blank page. And so, I mean, I used to write short stories and, and now everything I do just goes longer, but, but that's one of the great things. I mean, to me, it's like heartbreaking to finish a novel 
because then I'm like, oh, now what do I do? <laughs> so I love, I love novel writing. So maybe I'm here, I'm giving you advice you didn't ask for, but you're I, like, in the, you're in like the best place. It's really fun to write. And it's really fun to hear characters talk to you and like you're in something. So you don't have to start from complete scratch. It's, it's pretty good. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I All like right. that. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, All right. No, I, I like the way I like it. It's yeah. almost like, you know, you're. it's like envisioning that. Every time I work in it, I'm like opening the gate to another playground. As no, you're already in the playground. You yeah. totally are. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. Sure. I don't know why we're talking about this and not your oh, book, but okay. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, yeah, it's fun. Like writing like this book, by the way, I'll just I'll talk about it. You didn't ask. It's yeah. like, I never know when something's going to happen until, till it, till it happens. And so in, in this book, Going back to the plot that I did describe adequately, like the writer writes, I wanted to make a book about somebody that wasn't a writer and I failed because she writes screenplays. So but I'm like, this is different because she's a screenplay different writer. Enough. It counts. So different. Yeah. And so I have her write horror films. And so here's the good thing is once, once you put a detail in a book, then you have it. And so I didn't have anything planned, but once I knew that she was writing horror films, it just became so fun that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this feels like a horror movie in my book and that wasn't planned but once I knew that that was there like I had it like there's a moment where Allison walks back into a house that she shouldn't walk back into and I rereading it I felt like the audience saying no don't go in there don't go in there yes and, and that's what happens in a horror film and so so once you put something in a book you get to use it again and, and I enjoy that and I and so this was the first some this is the first work I ever did that had a horror element in it. And so I liked that very much. And, and I like surprising myself. So once I had horror in it, I, I took it pretty far, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not into, I mean, I don't want horror to scare people away because I never okay. read horror. No. But it's it's like, a, it's, it's, I don't know, domestic not, domestic terror. I don't know. There's a better word for it. Right. Anyway, it's great. It's really, yeah. uh, it's but it's also, too, like, I, I feel like, 
it's also really interesting about what it's like to be in a relationship and also what it's like to be in a relationship with your adult mom, right? Coming home again when you're older, what is that like seeing your mom age as, as, uh, Allison does, like, what does that do to you mourning the loss of, of a, her own father and like having to retread some of those steps. And I mean, that's all really relatable for so many people. Yeah. This book has a really quiet middle to it that, that gets talked about less, but what surprised me again about writing this and is that that quiet middle, there's just so many small little autobiographical elements that I laced for the book. I just sort of did, you know, and you don't plan it. And I went back to New Jersey. I used to deny my New Jersey-ness for a long time. And now I actually live in New Jersey. And I thought after college, I moved to San Francisco. I thought I would never be back here, but I don't, I don't regret it. So, I mean, I put, I put a scene in this book, the dad in the hospital room, I put him in the hospital room that he really was once in. And so when you look out the window and she sees her elementary school, I mean, that's real. And, and I think that's, that's like one of the joys of writing though, I think is just taking all these little things and you don't even know what's floating in your brain and suddenly you put it on the page. And so I think it made the book more meaningful for me, just using so many real things but having it be fiction, I don't, you wrote a, me- I don't ever want to write a memoir because I don't want to expose myself where at the same time I expose myself like crazy, but you don't know what's real and what's not real. You just know that Marcy likes to swim. True. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a layer of, a layer yeah. of protection in there. Oh, um, yeah. how, how long ago did your dad pass away? About five years ago. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Bye. That's okay. Yeah. And it was this sort of a depiction of your mom after the fact? A little bit. And they're like little things like her drinking gin and tonics because her dad liked gin and tonics. Like all all true. You know what I mean? And and I feel like with writing, like if I had changed that to a different drink or to vodka, it's funny how attached you get to details as a writer. Like if you change it and it's not real, suddenly the book doesn't feel as strong, but nobody else knows. So I don't know why. Huh. But I always think of writing like when sometimes when people think about who you're writing for, I once, I once went to an Elizabeth Gilbert reading and she once spoke about how she always was writing for like a particular friend. Like she was writing one book for Darcy. It always stuck with me. Like eat, pray, love was written for another writer, but I'm always writing for myself. It's so weird. Like if I'm pleasing myself, then I know I'm doing a good job. And then I find it so strange that I can publish books because I, I don't feel like I'm like a great audience for selling things, but that's kind of who I'm writing for. Like, I really have to entertain myself while I'm working. And if, and if that feels true, if I'm not forcing things, then it, then it comes out well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I also really like how she views her older brother and his wife and their kid and yeah. how it feels to be the person who's not the one with the kid. I yeah. Mean, I actually was the first in my family to have a kid. So okay. I probably just like... My brother might have something to say about, about how always has to put pressure I was on the like, yeah. my schedule and my kids and how you get that very sort of myopic look when you have a child that you're dealing with and then yeah. everything else. But anyway. And, and then one of my favorite lines is in the book is really because she can't remember her the name of her brother's kid. And see, that's fun. Like I knew sometimes when you write, you're like, oh, I know that's funny. Like I know I had a moment where these two yeah. people kiss over a baby and they call the baby the wrong name or like that to me felt like magic. And so that's that's why writing is so great because you can create these moments. And so she's like, where's where's Phoebe? And he's like, yeah. who? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, never mind. Yeah, that was a big mistake. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, 
Yeah. This is great. This is like the whole thing. I mean, I love this cover. Tell me about the cover. Was this well, the cover? Well, by the way, because you praised the other cover. So I thought that was really nice. Is that I was lucky to have the same designer and her name is Janet Hansen. And so she she made both books and she's really she's so good. Like I think she's just a real artist. And so I think this cover can be, just be interpreted like a lot of different ways. It actually got not that it matters that the, the galley, it was like more of like a pastel color blend and it came out yeah. a little bit darker. And I liked the pastel better. It was more like candy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I shouldn't admit that on Zim because a lot of people listen to you. But there you no, no, I want nobody heard. Nobody, nobody heard. heard. It's fine. It's fine because it works this way too. But I kind of think the sun is like a bleeding sun. And you know what I mean? And I feel yep, like I the, the blue is the ocean. And I feel like for an abstract image that it really c- captures the book. And so I, I love, I don't have, I don't want to have input when a cover's being designed, but I just love what, what she does. And, and this wasn't the first cover that she made. And the other cover was a little bit darker and more jarring. And as, as an author, by the way, it's really, really scary to say, oh, well, this cover doesn't work for me. And so that, and, and, and she just came back with a completely brand new image. And so I was really grateful to like my publisher and for her and just like, just, just seeing, seeing what she could do. That's but awesome. I think it, it sort of stands out. It's not like other covers. It's true. Yeah. And this is like the shape of a pool. Oh, I, you see, that's so interesting. It totally is. And I never thought of that. Oh. Never. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see All if right. she meant to do that or not. <laughs> no, she probably did. I'm not, you know, I have no <laughs> idea. She lives in Montclair, by the way, but we don't run into each other. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. There's so many people in Montclair in the literary scene. So oh. it's, I mean, that's why if you're going to pick a town in New Jersey, to anybody who's listening, Montclair, the head of Knopf, Regan Arthur lives in Montclair. So many agents, so many other writers. I'm going to go see a Jillian Medoffrey tonight at Watson Booksellers. And so, yeah, oh. it's, it's, it's a good place. Okay. Um, well, yeah. good to know. All right. Watch if real estate prices shoot up after this podcast. Then oh, we'll there you have it. Yeah, <laughs> we're really making making waves here. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I bought a house here last summer, so I'm pretty rooted, and that was a pretty. I think I must be interested in houses. Like my main character lost her house, and and I got a house. And my house, I think I moved into this house, and Ida came a week later. Just a, it wasn't even a hurricane, but it was a storm. But so many houses in my neighborhood, all the basements got flooded. Mine did not. So I was like, I did good. So I feel it. Well, I feel like your whole book is sort of an exploration of home. Like what does it mean to be home? Right. Yeah. I'll leave you with that deep thought. It's so simple. Yeah. I think you're right. Her house blows away. She has to go home. Now she's living somewhere else. Like how do do you find that sense of, of place and home when you're, I don't know, searching for identity? Right. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Well done. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop my armchair analysis. Yeah. Marcy, thank you so much. I can't wait for your next book and for sure your essay for us. So make that your short-term assignment. Okay. I love having an assignment. Thank you so much. I'm okay. serious about that. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.